You are listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody, where we bring it to you raw, unfiltered, with no chaser. All right, Woody, let's get right into this, man. We've got a lot to talk about today. There is so much going on. We've got the uh, virtual inauguration, which is literally falling apart. We've got the media, who is uh, going full-on totalitarian and wanting to suppress uh, alternative views. But then we've got the media starting to eat the left. And yes, they are the left. So they're going to start crashing in on themselves here pretty soon and so much more. I will not be able to get into all of what I want to talk about tonight because there's just so much going on. But first, let's talk about the media. The media, and when I say the media, I mean the mainstream media, the left in a sense. Uh, They are on a tear. Now, This is all stemming from what happened January 6th at the Capitol. What happened, as you're aware, that there was a riot. They they want to say it was an insurrection. They want, they being the media, want you to believe that the right is off the or, or, or out of control with the violence the media is using that now as the narrative to paint all republicans conservatives probably add the libertarians in there anybody on the right now is a danger i've been talking about this for a, mo- a minute because they the media the left again yes i repeat myself they want Everyone to start looking at the right, uh, looking at conservatives, looking at Republicans as dangerous. Remember, I mentioned this before. I was called um, Satan's soldier because they believe Trump is Satan. Now, the reason that they're doing all of this is twofold: is one, they want people to be desensitized on into hate. They want, you know, I mean, some of the stuff that you see on Twitter from the left is like, oh my God. I mean, it's just the most vile, vicious vitriol I have ever seen. I mean, right now, the left thinks the right has caused all of these problems, and they haven't. What happened at the Capitol was awful. Don't get me wrong. It was awful. But I'm going to share with you some stories today where there were some, eh, you know, some bad actors in there. There were some provocateurs in there. There was some Antifa in there. This was all part of the plan to use this as the catalyst to stop the right. Not Trump. This is bigger than Trump, ladies and gentlemen. This is, I mean, if it was just about Donald Trump, uh, that's all they would talk about, but it's not. That's not all they're talking about. Now they're talking about you. They're talking about me. We're dangerous. Let me play this clip, on, and I've got several I'm going to play today, or a few, I mean, not several, uh, of where the media is going and why they are now uh, using this. Remember Rahm Emanuel, who was famously the former chief of staff for Barack Obama, has said, never let a crisis go to waste. And listen to what the media now to set this up this is on on brian stelter who's just an absolute buffoon by the way brian stelter on his show um which is reliable sources which is just a um a misnomer and an oxymoron all in itself that his show is labeled reliable sources he's talking with two other media pundits and in this conversation, uh, you know, he's got Alex Stamos is one of them. And I forget the other guy, uh, but he, he works for Alex Stamos. And so they're talking about what to do about alt 
media and conservative influencers and how how do they have to you know we have to turn down the capability of these conservative influencers to reach these huge audiences listen to these numbnuts that has been perpetuated in my view by platforms like the one we're used to work facebook as well as twitter and others it's really hard because what's happening is people are able to seek out the information that makes them feel good. Yeah. That is what's happening is that you know, people have so much choice now. They can choose what their news sources are. They can choose what influencers they want to follow. Um, and, and they can try to seal out anything that que helps them question that. And th I think that gets to a, a really core issue uh, with how our freedoms as Americans and, and the way we have treated press freedom in, in the past is being abused by these actors um, in that we have given a lot of leeway, uh, both in the traditional media and on social media, to people to have a very broad range of political views. And it is now in the great economic interest of those individuals to become more and more radical. And I think that one of the places you can see this is on the, the fact that you now have competitors to Fox News on their right, OANN yes. and Newsmax, which are carried by all the major cable networks. Um, who are trying to now outflank Fox on the right because the moment Fox introduced any kind of realism into their reporting, immediately a bunch of people chose to put themselves into a sealed ecosystem. And they can do that both on cable, they can do it online. Um, and that becomes a, a huge challenge of figuring out how do you bring those people back into the mainstream of fact-based reporting and try to get us all back into the, the same consensual reality. And can you, is that possible? Seems like that's an open question. It's hard. I mean, I think we got to do a couple things. One, there needs to be a, a, an intentional work by the social media companies collaborating together to work on violent extremism in the same way they worked on ISIS. I was, when I started at Facebook in 2015, the number one challenge from a content perspective was the abuse of social media by the Islamic State. Um, and there was a, a collaboration between the tech companies and between the tech companies and law enforcement to make it impossible for them to use the internet to recruit and radicalize young, mostly young Muslim men at the time around the world. Now we're talking about domestic audience in the United States. And the challenge is going to be partially that you know, ISIS did not have a domestic constituency in the United States Congress. But there is over half of the Republicans in Congress voted to overturn the election. Um, and there will be a continual political pressure on the, yeah. the companies to not take it seriously. So I think first, you have mm. to focus on those violent extremists and those companies have to be brave in that way. And second, we have to turn down the capability of these conservative influencers to reach these huge audiences. There are, are people on YouTube, for example, that have a larger, daytime, a larger audience than daytime CNN. And they are extremely radical and pushing extremely uh, radical views. And you see Brian Stelter there in the background when the guy says, uh, you know, we've got to stop this. We've got to, you know, get these people to not find these views. And Brian's like, mm, an idiot. I mean, listen to what the guy was saying. What, what he basically saying? They call out uh, AONN and Newsmax. So Fox wasn't enough, right? So Fox, by the way, Fox is shooting themselves in the foot. And he's talking about how people, since Fox went a different route, and they're no longer in the echo chamber. Do you know what Fox really did? And it's not just about Fox calling the election uh, for Arizona uh, before everything was done. It's not just that. Do you know the guy, one of the guys top up the chain in Fox News is um, 
a brother of Ben Rhodes. If you don't know who Ben Rhodes is, Ben Rhodes was the speechwriter for Obama, who's so far freaking left, it's not even funny. Fox News hired him, his brother, last year, and now there's stories where his brother, and I forget his name, I know it's Rhodes' last name, obviously, but Ben Rhodes' brother now is being looked at to lead Fox News with their ratings decline recently. So, yeah, no, they were already in that echo chamber. It was leaning towards the right. See, CNN's in its own echo chamber, but no, Brian Stelter, mmm. I mean, this is crazy. They're talking about deplatforming uh, uh, their their competition. They're talking about going after uh, uh, the competition by having Verizon, AT and T, uh, and Comcast. He, he goes on to say, and I may have missed it if he said it already. He goes on to say that I I, I can't believe that they're still letting these show these these companies air on their platform. They should be deplatformed. I mentioned this before a while ago. Operation Choke hold the obama administration what they did in operation chokehold is they went after companies they didn't like through banks they went to these banks and said hey we don't like the gun business lobby over there we want you to stop doing business with them well we make some money off them no but you know what if you don't do this we're gonna we may do some regulations that's gonna hurt your existing business model and so these banks and all such went along with it, and it, it hurt a lot of industries. That's how the Obama administration was doing a runaround to deplatforming, if you will, businesses they didn't like, like the firearms industry, like gun sellers and manufacturers. And they're doing it again, except now they're doing it even on a bigger one. But there's a problem they have, and this is always the problem with the left: is the law of unintended consequences. In that piece that I just played. Um, what's the guy's name? Alex Stamos said that there are YouTube channels that have a bigger audience than CNN's daytime shows. Now that's not saying a whole lot, but think about that. So he signaled out YouTube. He signaled out Facebook. See, now what they're trying to say is that you, you a plebe, you stupid plebe are seeking out this radical, violent information because that's who you are on the right. He aligned the right, by the way, he just compared people on the right with the freaking uh, Taliban or, or Islamic radicals. He's now saying, this man just said that if you're on the right, you're just like an Islamic radical. You don't like Islamic radicals on the right, do you? You realize how violent they are. Remember before, uh, you know, we shouldn't have all this stuff. We shouldn't be talking about Muslims like this. But now this guy is aligning the right with Islamic radicals. When before, they wouldn't even talk about Islamic radicals. They would never put those two words together. Now, all of a sudden, you on the right, you're no worse than an Islamic radical. So what's the problem? What's the unintended consequences that these idiots don't see is happening? They're going to eat their own. Because big tech, big tech is far right, right? Wait, people just went, wait, what? No, big tech is not far right. Big tech is so far to the left. It's not even funny how leftist they are. Look at Twitter, how leftist they are. But listen to what oh, uh, Alex Stamos was talking about. He was talking about how people are seeking out this information, specifically called out YouTube, said something specifically about Facebook. Listen to what Mika Brzezinski said on her stupid show, the Morning Joe show, uh, and look at who she's going after. And who now they're angry with. Mika, Mika gets angry here, but listen to who she calls out. This one, this one will surprise you. And it will also, 
give you some insight to where this is going. So much that, for being that, on. Everyone that, should that watch is. your TED Talk. Thank, thank and, you so much, you know Carol. To and, her point. Yeah, and Mika, the amazing thing is, again, I just want to underline this really quickly. The algorithms at Facebook actually promote this extremism. They promote the extremism within. But, but, but to her point about, you know, getting ready for Joe Biden, if this is some sort of last minute suck up to Joe Biden by Twitter and Facebook, all you've done is shown just how impactful everything that you've been doing so far has been in terms of spreading disinformation. You have shown how it drops the minute you actually take action. It, you have shown that you should have done this a long time ago. And perhaps there wouldn't be people dead. Perhaps there wouldn't be people following false scientific information about the coronavirus. Perhaps there wouldn't have been some sort of insurrection at the Capitol that was promulgated all over your sites. Perhaps there wouldn't be so much hatred and disinformation. You have shown that. It drops just by one random act that you decided to take at the very last minute. I mean, really, honestly, the leadership at Facebook is pathetic. Sheryl Sandberg, Mark Zuckerberg, you guys are pathetic. You have you make no you you make absolutely no reason about your actions. You could have done this a long time ago. You decided to do it now. Huh? I wonder who's going to be president now. Maybe this will make him happy. No, you've just shown him why you need to be shut down. You need to be shut down. Nobody needs what you have to offer. You have destroyed this country, and quite frankly, it's still happening right now. Well, and, and not just destroyed this country, de- de- destroyed democracies and across the I'm sorry, the one globe. more thing. They're little, they're little, Sheryl Sandberg, and Mar- we're going to get better. We're trying no, hard. We're are. working so hard. What? Who are you to say that? Follow the law. Follow the law that publishers have to follow. Follow the restrictions that anybody has to follow when they put something out in the public domain. Well, first of all, they are publishers. That's what they are. They are publishers. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you hear that, Woody? Yeah, it doesn't sound too good for uh, Facebook now because now they're going to start eating their own because now the left's going after the left. And this is what's going to happen. You know, I-, I woke up this morning thinking, my God, what a precarious times we are in. We've got CNN, who's pushing to close down Newsmax and AON. We've got, I mean, I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, the um, uh, uh, 30,000 troops in Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. looks like a war zone right now. And I'm starting to think, man, this is really not looking good. And then I saw that clip from Morning Joe, and I realized the left does this Every single time, they always, they always overreach, always. So they're not, it's not enough for them just to be pissed at the right, because guess what? They got Donald Trump out. Donald Trump's been silenced, right? You, 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 when, when there's no tweets, the Facebook account, it was deleted, then it was put reinstated, uh, and he hasn't done anything with it as far as I know. So now they don't have their boogeyman, Donald Trump. Uh, blasting the airwaves. And what happens? <laughs> they attack each other. Listen to what she just said about Facebook. They just called out what Trump has been saying for a while, that the, their 230 exemption needs to go away. And I, you know what? I'm not actually in agreement with that because what that 230 protects is like, let's say you're on Facebook and you 
you, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe organize some protests, some violent protests in Portland, Oregon, uh, where you're going to storm the federal building there. And on face, you know, Facebook can't be sued by that because they're not the ones that did it. That's what the rule 230 protects them from. The, the idiots that actually made the planning are the ones that will be held accountable in a court of law because Facebook is just a communication platform. <clears throat> but if they are become publishers, they lose their 230 exemption. So now you've got on the left going, oh, man, all these people is finding out now that we're going back and forth on Twitter and Facebook regarding the in, the insurrection on January 6th at the Capitol. Well, now these leftists, they don't have Donald Trump out there talking every day. They got to attack somebody because they're going to attack somebody. That's just what they do. So now Facebook's a boogeyman. Isn't that amazing? Last week, Facebook wasn't a boogeyman. Facebook is a boogeyman this week. The left have to have their boogeyman. They just have to. And they're overreaching. Twitter, I mean, uh, Project Veritas just put out another video, and I may play it uh, on a, a future show. It just dropped as I'm recording this. It dropped today. And <clears throat> basically, it was another undercover video at Twitter when they're, they're in their meeting how they're going to shut everybody down. How first, it starts with Trump, and then they, their lead attorney starts talking about how they're going to get rid of all these other accounts, that they're going to start shutting people down. It'll happen after the election, and, then, and on and on, on for, well after the election, I think is what she said. So it's not just Donald Trump. And I think that's what these last, today at least, these last few days have starting to prove. Trump's silence. He's not on the, he's not in the media. There's no social media coming out from Trump. So what's the left got to do? They can't, I mean, they're now going, who's, who, who do we point, who's our boogeyman? What, what do we do now? So this is going to be interesting. I think what I witnessed today, this week so far, and it's early in the week, is the left is already starting to eat their own. All right, let's get into a lot of stuff. I got. A, I, I was going to. I already had the, the show all planned up. Then I saw that clip from uh, Morning Joe, and it just worked perfectly with that clip I had queued up earlier with uh, Brian Stelter and uh, the Amos guy talking about how they need to get rid of the competition because that's where you know the right is festering now, and how are we going to shut this down? And so what they're going to continue to do. Facebook now, they're, they're probably thinking, uh-oh, they're probably going, oh, crap. I mean, they, they probably got some skid marks going in their drawers right now because the left now is coming after them, and they know that if 230 goes away, they've got to change their model completely. And they know now they got two choices. They can either fight the totalitarianism uh, or they clamp down more. And that's why the left is going to attack them. That's what Twitter's doing. Twitter suspended uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's account. Now, for 12 hours, she's the newly elected Congress critter out of Georgia who's pretty outspoken. And some would say is part of the, you know, believed in some of the QAnon th theories and stuff like that. But so they got to shut her down. So they'll use the QAnon to shut her down. So Twitter suspends her account because she challenged the election in Georgia. And she didn't even challenge it. I mean, she didn't really say much. She said, uh, let's see, it says, the 1-5 disaster in Georgia lay slow, slowly in the hands of state leadership who failed voters in our state at Georgia Secretary of State and at Gabriel Sterling were begged by Republicans to fix our elections. They did nothing. They are to blame. Not me, not at real Donald Trump, not at Collins for Georgia. That's what she tweeted, and Twitter blocked her for 12 hours. So she had an opinion. She's being 
punished on Twitter for her opinion. This is going to backfire on them. And they're doing even more. Oh, don't you just hate that pop-up Moyes music? All right, they're doing even more. Christy Swanson, remember her? She's an actress from the 80s, maybe early 90s. I I recognize her face, but I'm always bad with names. But she defended Trump from the cancel culture because what they want to do now from uh, an old movie, you guys ever see Home Alone 2? Well, if you watched Home Alone 2, Donald Trump's in it. No, he doesn't play a major role. It's a very, very small role where uh, um, Macaulay Culkin's character, I can't remember the kid's name and the the character's name in the movie, is in a hotel and in the lobby, there's Donald Trump. And the kid asks Donald Trump for some directions. And Donald Trump gives him directions. And that was it. That's it. That's all he did in the movie. Nothing. Nothing. And the reason, the backstory to that is it's in Trump's hotel. It's in one of his hotels. And Trump allowed them, from what I understand, to film in there for free if he caught a small cameo because the man likes to be seen. Uh, They want to digitally remove him from the John Hughes movie. So Christy Swanson came out and said, well, if you remove him, remove her from John Hughes movies. Now, from there, the cancel culture crowd went crazy and started attacking her, saying, who are you again? These are other actresses like among critics taking aim at Swanson's declaration where fellow celebrities such as Jane Lynch, I have no idea who Jane Lynch is, who mocks Swanson on Twitter writing, I'm sorry, who are you? Jane Lynch, who the hell are you? I have no idea who Jane Lynch is. Then you know Yvette Nicole Brown followed suit later writing, you were in those films? Question mark. Now Yvette Nicole Brown, I actually know who she is. She's that woman that that's crazed fan, that Uber fan of The Walking Dead. And she was on their talk show, The Talking Dead. That's all I know about her. I know nothing else about no no shows, nothing about these people. But so so <clears throat> Christy Swanson comes out and says, man. Don't do that. That's horrible. If you take Trump out, you should take me out of those John Hughes films too. Apparently she was in a couple of John films. So the left has to go rail on her because that's what they do. They they can't help themselves. This is who they are. And it's not going to get better, ladies and gentlemen. It is going to get worse. And they're going to encourage people. Here's a story from Fox News. Massachusetts mom, you know, every time you go into a Fox News story, their pop-ups hate that. Anyway, Massachusetts, here's a head on. Massachusetts mom punched at Capitol rally loses hospital job. I did nothing wrong. I was the one who was assaulted, she reportedly said. But you know who called her out? This is the scary part. Her daughter. Yeah. So this lady was at the Capitol rally. She didn't go in the Capitol. She wasn't part of that crowd that breached the Capitol. She was just there. And she got into an altercation with some lady, and this lady punched her. Do you I mean just punched her in the face? And who did call her out for this? And she's since lost her job and now worried she'll never work again. Her daughter. Her daughter's name is Helena Duke. Her Twitter handle is at Duke underscore Helena. Uh, this is what Helena Duke tweeted out after seeing her mom on TV. She's tweeted. Hi, Mom. Remember the time you told me I shouldn't go to BLM protests because they could get violent? This you? Question mark. She doxed her own mother. And not only that, she double doxed her and said, for those who don't believe it's my mother, she showed pictures of her mother being punched, the picture where she was hit, and pictures of her and her mother in the woods on a family outing. She doxed her own mother. And what's really really depressing is how people praised her for this. Listen to some of these tweets. Uh, let's see. To steal a line from a BM poster I saw this summer, you messed with the wrong de- 
uh, wrong generation. Uh, I know this was very difficult. You have shown yourself to be a woman of courage and integrity. I would be proud if you were my daughter. Uh, let's see. Welcome to the family. You have aunties and uncles all over the world. I'm proud of you. You're teaching your mother that a woman is never change. Or you're teaching your mother what a woman is, never change. You're on the path to greatness. Uh, pure gold. There's a time to tell, and I'm glad you told. I mean, this is crazy. They're praising her for doxing her own mother who was punched in the face by somebody else just because her mother was at the Trump rally on January 6th. And people are praising you like, here, very proud of you kid hugs from a surrogate mom she got what she deserved nice i am now officially your canada aunt or cousin or whatever welcome or whatever welcome to the family helena these people are praising her welcome with their family i'm your surrogate mother don't they realize if she would dox her own mother she would do the same to them is this not madness is this not 1984? I mean, if you read the novel or watched the movie 1984 in 1984, you would see children reporting their parents. This is where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a joke. We're not, we're not living in an alternative universe anymore. We are here. We are in 1984 and 2021. Oh, it's not as dystopian. Yeah, I know. But there are children doxing their own parents. This is madness. I couldn't believe that when I saw it, but this is what the left is doing. The left, I've been talking about this now for a couple of days. The left is, is desensitizing people to where they believe anyone on the right is evil. Remember, I'm Satan's soldier now because I supported Trump because Trump's Satan. I had, remember that person on YouTube, I mentioned this on a show a couple days ago, that Donald Trump, he made the proclamation, Donald Trump is Satan, therefore I'm Satan's soldier. See, if they, if they vilify the right enough, then they don't feel bad. This daughter did not feel bad doxing her own mother. Her mother, her mother lost her job and is now worried about working again. And the daughter the daughter doubled down and doxed her again. For those of you who don't believe this is my mother, look at this picture. Here she is. And then AOC, I mean, in the news again. Now she proposes funding to deprogram white supremacists. The federal government needs to fund the deprogramming of white supremacists and conspiracy theorists, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said Friday night. Uh, the white supremacist cause is futile. It's nilis, nil, nil, Nihilistic. AOC, a Democrat who represents part of the Bronx and Queens, said during a virtual town hall meeting, the world, their world will never exist. That's why we're seeing violence right now, she said, speaking in the wake of the violent siege on the U.S. Capitol by radical supporters of President Trump. And she goes on to say, we have to pick up those pieces. She's she she's the one. She gets to tell you you're a white supremacist. Now, how, how are you a white supremacist? How am I a white supremacist? By the way, I've shared my story. I grew up in an interracial family. My father, my stepfather is black. My ex-wife's black. My daughter's half black. This is madness. You are now, if you supported Trump, you are racist. They never can tell you what made Trump a racist. And if Trump is a racist, he's like one of the worst racists on the planet. I mean, 
lowest black unemployment, more money to historically black colleges than ever. I mean, uh, appointed blacks to his cabinet. He is the absolute worst racist in the history of racist, but he's a racist. Well, wait a minute. There was that thing in 1972 where, you know, they were marking on applications, don't rent the blacks. That's not what they were doing. And, and by the way, he fought that in court and won. But that's all they have. They got to go all the way back to 1972 from some apartments that his father owned. So now they want to deprogram you if you are a racist. And it's not just them. This is from True Pundit. PBS top lawyer says government should build enlightenment camps, quote unquote, and remove children from Trump supporting homes. Uh, and from the article, this is what the leftists, along with those that support their agenda, think about Americans. It's in their own words. Believe them when they say it. So uh, the guy who they're talking about, his name is Michael Beller. And this is what he said. Americans are so effing dumb, said PBS principal counsel Michael Beller, who was chatting with one of Project Veritas undercover self-described guerrilla journalists. You, you know most people are dumb, he quoted. Uh, Beller is not just saying, the what i would hear over and over again in washington dc parties and pubs he's not the exception and his disdain for our nation makes my stomach turn this is from the article because he and other like him are seizing power from the people every day they hold positions of power they actually that actually can affect our daily lives and that of our children and you wonder why this girl docks their own mother and her mother is now unemployed because this is what they're telling them. This is what they're making them believe. Go back to the, you know, when we started this show today, to, uh, running that clip from Brian Stelter's show. See, they want to deplatform AONN and Newsmax because they believe that the information that those platforms are disseminating is bad. It's causing violence. It's causing destruction. But listen to the left. Remember the rule. The rule stands. Whatever the left accuses you of doing, they are doing themselves. Uh, I mean, it, it's just unbelievable the world we're in. We are, we are fast approaching thought police and everything that you saw in that movie, 1984. It may not be as bleak and dystopian as it was in the movie or the novel, but we are there. We've got children calling out their parents, doxing their parents. And it, by the way, I abhor racism, okay? Um, I don't think most people even understand what racism is. I think most people are just too stupid to understand uh, the definition of racism. Of course, the, uh, you know, the media and academia have redefined what racism is, the word. Racism is the uh, belief that one race is genetically superior than another. That's racism in a nutshell. Most people are bigots, not racist. But you are a racist and I can't believe they continue to this day get away with that word, being able to use it. But they're only do doing it to uh, give reason to shut everybody down because you're a white supremacist. They're, they're using – I can't believe in 2021 we've allowed them – yes, we, me, you, all of us have allowed them to get away with racism because we didn't fight back enough. i got to tell you, years and years ago, and I used to be in the retail world, and, I, and this is decades ago. I used to push back on it. I had one lady one time accuse me of not waiving some fees. I won't tell you what business it was. Uh, okay, it was Blockbuster. It was late fees. She wanted me to waive her late fees, and I wouldn't do it. She called me a racist. And I asked her, I said, what, what did you call me? And she wouldn't repeat it again because I challenged her. That one little challenge backed her down. She paid her late fees, by the way. But that's what we've allowed to happen.
that we've allowed them to have that word and to continue to use it now. That's, and we're allowing it to happen now with white supremacists. Everybody is a white supremacist. They keep saying that the Proud Boys are white supremacists when the, the, one of the main leaders of the Proud Boys is Latino. But they don't care. They're using what happened on this January 6th at the Capitol as the catalyst to go totalitarian all over the place. And they're not going to end there if you don't think they're if you think they're going to stop here. Look at what happened. A daughter is calling out a mother. That is what we're going to see more of. And she got praise from the left. You, you can go on Twitter and the left is just vile on Twitter. They're just vile. But look what's going on in Washington, D.C. Right now, we've got about 30,000 troops in Washington, D.C. for a virtual inauguration. But why? You know, there's a lot of question who called up the, DC, the, the National Guard. It's the National Guard, by the way. So some are saying, well, Trump called them. I don't think so. You know, um, I think the, C, the Secret Service is the one who dictates security. But the states and the cities can all call up the National Guard. And I think that's what's going on. But look, look at this headline. And I purposely pulled it from this this is this headlines all over the place but i pulled it from yahoo news because i didn't want to pull it from a right-leaning uh organization because you know people say ah oh, that's just a right publication mm -mm, there's yahoo news fbi vetting guard troops in dc amid fears of insider attack the the fbi is interviewing all of the guardsmen guardswoman the national guard that's coming in to amid fears of an insider attack that they'll attack Joe Biden. Here's from the article. <clears throat> and it's from a Washington AP Associated Press link. You, United States defense officials say they are worried about an insider attack or other threat from service members involving, involved in securing President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration, prompting the FBI to vet all of the 25,000 National Guard troops coming into Washington for the event. Think about what the left is doing here. They are literally literally telling you that there are U.S. service members that they're worried about that would assassinate the incoming president of the United States. That's what they're saying. They're, they're going to vet them to make sure that there's not one in there that would want to assassinate the incoming president. That's where we're at. I mean, have you seen what's going on in downtown Washington right now? The streets are bare. You've got checkpoints. You've got red zones. You've got green zones. You've got fences. You've got everything the left told you that they didn't like. Remember when um, Trump came out of the White House, I forget what day it is, and he walked across to that church, and the level of security, the left basically said, look at him. He can't even trust going outside alone. They gave him all kind of crap for that. And then they said we went back into the bunker and he hid in the bunker and they mocked him for that. You know, I, I saw a story the other day that Biden is afraid of what's going to happen at the inauguration because of what? Because of what happened on January 6th. They're using January 6th as the hammer, the bat, the sledge, whatever you want to say, whatever analogies, they're using that as the crisis they will not let go to waste. This is outrageous. FBI vetting guard troops in D.C. among fears of an insider attack. Uh, I hate to tell you, but those people took an oath, and they took an oath to protect and serve, and to sit there and suggest that they would, one of them is going to kill the president of the United States, the incoming president of the United States, is outrageous. What I mean, they've already they already alluded to that the Secret Service has been shuffled around because they can't trust those who watched Trump. That. Um, 
that protected Trump when the Secret Service always switches people around with incoming presidents. This is, this is getting to the point, the rhetoric, where the left, they're going to go too far. Over 74 million people voted for Donald Trump. Did they really think those 74 million people are going to be forced to sit down and shut up? That's what they want to do. First, they want to de-platform how those 74 million people can get communication. And I got to tell you, they, they'll, they'll succeed in some. They succeeded in shutting Parler down. However, Parler said it's coming back. But what do they think is going to happen? I mean, do they really think people aren't going to seek out information? We're in an information age, and they're trying to suppress information. And they're also peddling disinformation. I mean, this whole thing that happened January 6th, where they're trying to make it seem like this huge rally of nothing but Trump supporters stormed the Capitol and killed people. They'll constantly cite that five people died. All right. Ashley Babbitt tragically was killed. She was shot by a Capitol police officer. And we don't know who that Capitol police officer is yet as well. And a police officer died. They say he was bludgeoned in the head with a fire extinguisher, but then he went back to his command post, didn't go to the hospital, and apparently there may have been uh, an aneurysm or there may have been something already that he had wrong with him. Uh, and then the other three people, they all died like either a heart attack or stroke. It wasn't because they were shot and killed or mobbed, but the media doesn't care. They don't care about their disinformation. They will say, where five people died on January 6th riot. Well, wait a minute. We know three of those people died because of other illnesses. I mean, this is getting to the point where the media is going to overreach. This from Just the News. Federal prosecutors walk back sensational allegation of plot to kill lawmakers during Capitol siege. Because remember, they were trying to tell you that all those people that ran into the Capitol wanted to kill lawmakers. They had plans to kidnap and kill them. Well, now they're kind of walking back. Acting U.S. attorney in D.C. walks back charges filed in Arizona suggesting a plot to kill lawmakers. The acting U.S. attorney for the District of Columbia, Michael Sherwin, announced on Friday that there is no direct evidence indicating that the crowd of people who breached the Capitol on January 6th had any intention of killing or kidnapping members of Congress. But that doesn't matter to the left. They want you to think the right is violent. They're out of control. We must take measures. And one of those things were on the 17th of January, remember there was a flyer circulating around where that in every capital in the United States, there was going to be an armed rally. You know, that flyer that went out that had nobody claiming ownership. Well, look at this headline from uh, your news. Cuomo, this is Governor Cuomo, set up three layers of security at state capitol for violent MAGA supporters. This was on the 17th. Remember, he set up three layers of security. And the rest of the headline, because I didn't finish the headline, nobody showed up except reporters. That's right. That's right. Cuomo set up three layers of security and state troopers ahead of an alleged pro-Trump demonstration in Albany. No one showed up except journalists. So where are all the stories from around the nation of uh, these armed rallies in all 50 states plus the Capitol? Uh, did you see them? They were all over the news, right? You, you saw them. Woody, you, Woody, did you see all those stories? No, no. That's because it didn't happen. It was a um, 
um, an ops, a psych ops from the left where they were trying to get people on the right to show up with these armed. And then, you know, they'd infiltrate the crowds. Little Antifas would go in there, gin up some violence, and then it would all get blamed on the right. But it didn't happen. And why didn't it happen? Because people on the right generally are not violent. But the media wants you to think that. The media wants you to think that the capital riots are the norm. When actually look at Antifa BLM riots all year long, buildings burning, looting, 23 people plus, that means more than 23, were killed during all those. There was an officer Dorn who was killed in a BLM riot by a BLM activist. And you don't hear people mourning Officer Dorn, but look at what's going on now. Now, you probably saw the guy with the, the horns, the bison horns, shirtless, had some furry hat, looked like a complete moron because he is a complete moron. Well, the video keeps bubbling up from the Capitol riots that really doesn't, it kind of paints a different picture of what actually happened. I'm going to play you a clip. There's some language in the clip. So if you're in the car and you've got somebody who should not hear this language, please make your adjustments now but if you're watching this um you see the guy walking in the bison horn guy walking in and behind him following him is an officer a police officer an armed police officer listen to this and again if you're watching this on uh the video the media the video channels <laughs> look at this this is this is amazing Fucking hey man. Glad to see you guys. You guys are fucking patriots. Look at this guy. He's got covered in blood. God bless you. Yes, sir. You good, sir? You need medical attention? I'm good, thank you. So Alright. I got shot in the face. Where are you? I got shot in the face with some kind of plastic bullet. Any chance I could get you guys yeah. to leave the Senate wing? We will. I've been making sure they ain't disrespecting the place. Okay, just want to let you guys know this is like the sacredest place. So did you hear the officer saying, anyway, I can get you guys to leave this. There's five of them in there. And uh, and he's like, oh, I'm making sure nobody is disrespecting the place. And he's like, yeah, this is the secretary. He's, he's a freaking police officer. He's got a firearm. And he's sitting here. He's walking behind the bison helmet guy. I mean, does that look normal to you? Does that look like there people were in fear of their lives to you? I mean, that, that scene right there is the most bizarre scene I've seen coming up. I don't believe that the bison guy there didn't, was just there on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a fling or whatever. I think there was some planning here, and I think there was some accepting. The officer was walking behind him as if he was walking with him, and then he was talking to the other guys, Saying, you know, any way I can get you guys to leave? I mean, really, you're going to ask, is there any way I can get you guys to leave? How about you're a police officer protecting our capital? You pull your service revolver and you say, I'm going to need you guys uh, to get on the ground. And then you take action. Where, where, where was the police action there? Now, there's two things that the left are saying. One is that there were five of those guys and only one of him. He had his firearm. He, that's why they carry guns, people. That's why they carry guns. That's one thing I've heard. And one thing I haven't heard yet, and I'm sure it's going to come up, is probably because they were all white that he didn't do that. This whole thing has just gotten 
madness. And then you got this to, from Fox News. FBI arrest Florida hardcore leftists who plotted armed attack on pro-Trump pro Trump, pro Trump, That's that freaking Fox pop-up. Let me read the headline again. FBI arrest Florida hardcore leftists who plotted armed attack on pro-Trump protesters at state capitol. Uh, Daniel Baker was kicked out of the army, fought with terrorists, and supported Antifa, prosecutors claim. You starting to see the pictures being painted here? Yeah, that, here's what happened on January 6th at the Capitol. Is Yeah, you had a lot of Trump supporters there. And you had a lot of Trump supporters outside of the Capitol. And then you had the provocateurs, the agent provocateurs, who knew what they were doing. Whether they were anti, and most of them were probably Antifa. Uh, but I'm sure there were others in there, too, that led people on. And there were a lot of Trump supporters who probably let the emotions take over and they just went in. And they shouldn't have done that. It was wrong. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that there's, there weren't Antifa there and there weren't uh, agent provocateurs there. I'm sorry. What happened was tragic. Ashley Babbitt. Should have never lost her life, but she should have also never been trying to go through that window. Uh, if you are in one of these rallies, ladies and gentlemen, do not take the bait because the left, they're utilizing that. This is their catalyst. And right now they've only got January 6th and stories are coming out that's taken away and chipping away at their narrative. Like if, if there was violence across the country on the 17th of January, like what the left tried to arrange or try to trick people to doing, that would have been their new narrative. They would have been going, see, see, look at those Republicans, look at those conservatives, look at those Trump supporters. I told you they were violent. They've only got one incident, but they are milking it for all it is worth. And they're going to keep doing this. Here's a story from New Yahoo News as well. Atlanta DA looking to charge Trump for attempting to overthrow election. So this guy, Atlanta DA, Fannie Willis, I don't know if it's a guy or girl, uh, I think it's a girl. Uh, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis is currently considering opening a criminal investigation of President Donald Trump for his previous attempts to overturn Georgia results in a 2020 presidential election. Thought crimes, people. You can't even think about it now. Can't even think about it. Thought crimes. Thought crimes. Trump didn't try to overturn the election. He tried to fight for a fair election. He thought we're sharing. And by the way, the press keeps saying that Trump spreading lies about the election. What, what, what if Trump actually believes? What if Trump at his core believes this, was fraud, this election was fraudulent, as a lot of us do? Well, then he's not lying, people. But the left frames it as Trump's lying. So it, it, fro it, it froths up the mouth of their supporters, the leftists out there, to where that, la that girl, that daughter, turns in her very own mother. And then what the left are going to do, they're going to hoist up Biden as this great savior. That's what all this is doing. Here, they're already starting it. Uh, here's from uh, MRC Newsbusters. Nets praise Biden's plans to rescue the country, slow down history. Hadn't even done anything yet. Now, the article goes on. Before Biden had even delivered his address Thursday night, detailing his plans to fight coronavirus and revive the economy, his allies and a liberal, they should have said leftist media, were already singing its praising. Or as e CBS Evening News anchor Deborah Nora O'Donnell described it, his plans to rescue the country. So you've already seen leftist hacks that are, uh, and I'm talking about governors, are going to open up their state now. Uh, and mayors, Lori Lightfoot up in Chicago, say, yeah, we need to open up the restaurants now. So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, 
all of a sudden, what changed? Well, you know what changed. You absolutely know what changed. What changed is the election. Trump lost. Biden won. So after January 20th, leading up to January 20th, they've got, they've got to still paint you, if you're on the right or you're a conservative, they've got to paint you as violent. So they're going to put up these, these dystopian m images in Washington, D.C. Nothing's going to happen. There'll be no violence. And if there's violence, it'll come from the left, not from the right. And you've got all these empty streets. And they're going to go, see, we had to do all this because of the violence of the right. They're unpredictable. They're violent. Look at them. Look at what they've done. Look what they did on January 6th. Five people died. Of course, three of those people died of other causes or health causes. Possibly the police officer did too. But look at what they're doing. They're, they're arresting leftists that um, were breached the Capitol on January 6th. They're, they're arresting leftists. They they actually they've got that one guy who has a his father is a, a a judge a Democrat judge up in New York and he I mean but it's all the right's fault the right are violent you are violent some of the headlines is just to me unbelievable this is CNN this morning uh, well actually they just refreshed I wanted to show you just what CNN's morning headlines look like and I mean it is just amazing that the the headlines that you're going to see all right so here it is <clears throat> this was this morning i took this screenshot of cni cnn's online cnn.com just their headlines in the morning uh, biden's term will end an administration awash in corruption now when you clicked on that link by the way and it's no longer on their website there didn't talk about any corruption that the trump administration had it talked about what happened on again wait for it january 6th but the headline biden's term will end an administration awash in corruption see how they're painting it uh trump to issue around 100 pardons and commu uh, commutations tuesday sources said the 15 most notable lies on donald trump's presidency or the 15 most notable lies of donald trump's presidency uh, a battered nation haunted by sickness death and division is heading into an epic week with the transfer of power from one president to the next shocking new video from inside the capitol riot army reservists with security level clearance among the latest charge why experts fear the capitol attack is just the beginning and it goes on and on and on and it's absolutely crazy if you just browse headlines right now in about any media uh, this from gateway pundit just their headlines five moist obvious facts of fraud in the election film crew releases never foreseen footage of 2017 inauguration riots this is all the violence that happened there uh adam schiff says no reason president trump should ever get intel briefings I mean, it's crazy just looking at headlines. It's like, and it's every, every outlet right now. And what it is doing, and don't, don't mistaken what the purpose of this is. The purpose of this is, is to vilify the right so the left can do whatever it is they want to do. They are using what happened on January 6th as the catalyst the catalyst to put forth any policy they want because they feel or they want they want to paint it as righteous because of what happened on January 6th. It's not a good place to be in, but they will do what they've always done and they've always overreached. Always. And they'll do it again. I go back to those first clips. 
You got one media outlet trying to tell you that other media outlets, their competition are bad and should be shut down and deplatformed. And then you've got Morning Joe sitting there saying, why did Facebook let this happen? They should be shut down. The left is on a totalitarian tear. I talked about this on um, the Friday show. And it's going to get worse. But they're going to have to, they're going to start attacking each other. And you're seeing it now because Trump is not in the picture. There's no Donald Trump right now because they've deplatformed him. They've silenced him. So who do they have? They have each other. And that's what they're going to go back. One last thing. And, and I'll end the show today is I mentioned this on the previous show. You have got to protect yourself and your family. You, if you, if you have a job, don't get caught up in politics at your job you know i I, before all this happened my advice was that we need to speak up uh, conservatives we need to have our voices heard the more of us that speak up and we're here and show the world that there are more of us than they think there are that the media likes to paint you are that we need to be loud and we need to be proud to phrase paraphrase Jim, James Brown, which I can't really stand James Brown music. But anyway, but now it's gone to a whole different level. Their doc, children are doxing their parents. You've got to think, make decisions that are best for you and your family, protect you and your family. Let the left eat themselves alive. And they are going to do it, and they are doing it. So sit back, relax, watch them do it. Don't get involved in them doing it. Let them eat their own. Let them destroy themselves. The worst thing you can do is point out to the enemy what they're doing wrong. They they will do it, and they do it every single time. Hey, one last uh, program note here is I've got scheduled a historian coming up soon on the show. Uh, Hopefully we get her on the show really soon. And what we're going to talk about is how do we parallel what's happening today with things that's happened in the history? Because there's an old saying that those who uh, refuse to learn their history are doomed to repeat it. And we are seeing some parallels in history right now that have destroyed nations. And uh, when we get her on the show, we're going to talk about that. So look forward to that show. It's going to be coming up very, very soon. And it's the parallels of history to what's going on today. And again, you know, you look at the movie in the book, 1984, we are fast, fast heading towards thought police, re-education camps. It's happening, people. It's happening right now in our very own nation. Thanks for listening to this segment of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. I was going to do an, um, uh, uh, a talk on uh, the algorithms and social media algorithms. We'll talk about this on another show. Wall Street Journal did a pretty good article about algorithms and how they rule the world and good luck stopping them. And the reason I bring that up is because life is not the matrix. It is an algorithm. If you want to fight big tech, you fight them using their very own algorithm. So I have an ask and the ask is to please like, follow, share, give us a five-star rating, and more importantly than anything else, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. So if you're listening to us on Apple's iTunes platform, please subscribe to the show and give us a five-star rating. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. If you're watching this on Rumble, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Again, thank you for listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor.